Welcome back. Welcome back. Another episode of Carmen's Crew Podcast with myself, David Lighty, Adam Jardy, Jared Sullinger, and welcome again, Kraft. You missed last week, you know, taking care of the fam. So yeah, we appreciate you coming back with us. But uh, first of all, we're going to start it off by just sending our love and our blessings over to everyone over in East Lansing and Michigan State and the tragic events uh, that, that occurred. Uh, it's crazy to see every week is something. And literally, it could happen on, on anyone's campus. But uh, just sending all our love and support your guys' way and uh, hoping that, you know, hopefully nothing like this continues, you know, to happen in America and on campuses. But um, thank everyone over at New Amendment for making this possible, you know, putting us on this stand and, and giving us a, a voice to tell you guys about our lovely Buckeyes, which has been tough this year. But, uh, you know, we're always going to love them to the end. Uh, this this last week was another rough one for us. Uh, taking some L's at home, the Northwestern, and then the Michigan State guys, and, and I'm kind of I'm kind of touched with that one because I sh- I threw a little shot on IG at my guy Ray Mar, and, and he let me have it on the podcast, but rightfully so, you know that's how it goes. But uh, you guys, what, what you guys thinking about our Buckeyes, man? What like? What can we do? We've been saying the same thing for the last couple of weeks. We know it's a rough year for us, but this last week, I can you sum it up, Sully? I'll give it to you. Start it off for us. Uh, honestly, I've been going through um, some of my contacts, and I've been talking to like you know some coaches that's out there, mid major, some high major. One thing they always say is about the Buckeyes: it's like when things ain't going right, they kind of throw in the white flag. And I, I kind of, yeah. yeah, I kind of took that to heart because I, I, you know, to me, I'm, I'm watching the game. I feel like they, they constantly keep fighting, but it's like they keep throwing in the white flag, man. I, it, it's just tough, you know. The Northwestern game loses up 47 to 45 after Bruce hit a big time jump shot, and then they close the game on a 16 to five run in the last eight minutes, and and that's really tough to swallow when you think about, you know, how we've been playing lately. It's almost like we keep giving up games. So, um, I mean, Bryce it hasn't been been great the last two games. Last two games have been four for twenty-two. Uh, he's averaging six points, one and a half rebound, and zero point five five assists with three and a half turnovers. Um, as as the go-to guy, you know you're gonna you're gonna experience some turnovers as a as a go-to guy. That's just that's 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 writing on the wall, but. Yeah. You know, it's just it when you're the go-to guy and we kind of need you, you know, averaging six points, not really rebounding the ball the way he was, that's tough. We 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 took a tough L against Northwestern, honestly. Okay, and I'll say, well, we're getting in the X's and O's segment. Crab, you're a point guard. You're, you're the floor general. You're the leader out there. What would you see in our play the last two games that, that we've been missing or lacking thereof? Yeah, you know, I, I think Jared – briefly talk about Bryce, you know, if, if he's not scoring and he's not rebounding, he's not doing much for us. Right. Um, because and that's, that's what he's out there to do. So yeah. um, when a guy that you're counting on isn't, isn't scoring the ball, I think that put a little bit, a little bit of pressure on some other guys where, you know, I feel like they were trying to step up. You know, I think justice has been a little more aggressive the last couple of games, which is probably good. Bruce, I think has played really well the last few games as well. Um, but I think overall, just the team vibe, seems lackadaisical you know it it doesn't seem like there's really a sense of urgency of of any sort uh 
Um, and and especially like you said, if something starts going against us in a game, um, it's almost like that you can see the mentality of, all right, here we go again, instead of, all right, what are we going to do to take a baby step forward in, in some way? So <laughs> I think we need to kind of reevaluate like what are, what are the goals for the rest of the season? And for the young guys, I think that they got to learn, you know, like what are they learning from this instead of just, like you know, let's just take it on the chin, take it on the chin. Like, what are we learning? What, what can we use? Um, and I just play with energy. You know, I, I, Coach Mott always used to say, you know, when we were in school, you know, if, if you come in, you play hard and you play the right way, Ohio State fans like you. Like, they'll have your back. That's right. Um, and, we're, and we're not doing that right now. Like, we're not, we're not putting that effort in. We're not approaching the games in the right way. Um, and I think fans are responding. Like, I, <laughs> every time a game comes on, um, I get texts from multiple, multiple groups of friends saying what in the world <laughs> is going on. Um, so it, it's, it hasn't been fun to watch and I just want to see effort. You know, we don't have to win, win a bunch of, win all our games, but just some effort, some enthusiasm would, would be great. To, to go off of what both of you guys said, um, Sully, it, it seems like every game there's a point where this team either takes maybe a two point lead or cuts it to five, cuts it to three and has a chance to get closer. And then it just flips on them, like every single time. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you mentioned the Northwestern game. Yeah. They're up by two and then Northwestern puts together a run. And then, you know, for as badly as they played offensively against Michigan state second half, they cut it to five yeah. and they've got the ball. They missed two buckets in the paint. Was Bryce misses, Zed misses. I thought they, gra- I thought somebody grabbed the rim on, uh, on Zed when, when he was going up for the, for the putback, but whatever you missed the shots, you don't get the call. They go down the other way. Oh. Hauser hits a three. Yeah. Just like that, it goes from five to eight. And it was literally that moment was where I started writing. Like, you know, I, I kind of have my story partially written or at least, you know, uh, an outline kind of going. And that's where I started write, using the tense Ohio State loses because you just know from watching this yeah. team when those things happen, they don't, they, they've not been able to figure out how to respond to it. And Kraft, to your point, when we talked to Felix Akpara on, on Tuesday and I, I was fascinated with what he said. He basically said that like, they need more guys with a dog mentality. He said, you know, I see guys trying to rush, trying to take a big shot instead of taking it one possession at a time. Guys playing relaxed. He said, I wouldn't say giving up, but playing a little relaxed. Mm-hmm. We got to get more punch. We play relaxed sometimes. We rush. We take bad shots. And I mean, I, he got done saying that stuff. I immediately came home and wrote that story. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I mean, that's that's to me the just such a great light being shown on what, it, what this team is going through right now because – they do have some guys that are playing better. Like you said, I mean, I think justice has been better these last couple of games and you see like these stretches where they play good basketball, but then as soon as it gets away from them, yeah. it, it stays away. And that they, I think if, if we're trying to figure out what do you want to reasonably accomplish with the seven games for sure that you have left, it's finding guys who can respond in those moments and th- maybe they're not going to make a shot, but like run the offense, get a good look. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe you give up a contested shot, but you played really good defense and you tip your cap. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what they need to be looking at in the, these last couple of games if you're trying to set goals for the rest of the year. And for uh, me, Felix's, it, Felix's oh, answer is the uh, politically correct way to say that we are not playing with any energy and enthusiasm and we're sucking. So that's exactly how I would probably would have said it. But yeah, good stuff, Felix. But for me, but, but crap, go you ahead, got a go ahead, you like. got a freshman saying this. Come on, you got a yeah. you got a freshman. Yeah. 
saying this. Like, if he sees this in a game and and he's a newcomer, like that that for me it starts up top from from the guys who've been around. And you say these things and you talk about the the key moments and the tough moments. Like winning is hard, and I don't really think we have anyone who's won. If you really look at the roster, guys who've been in those big moments and you know done things in those mm-hmm. moments. So it's tough to say, but it's in all re- reality, we don't have guys who've been there and done that and, and won those games. So when that starts up top, who, who are the freshmen going to look to? Like yeah. there, it's new for them, but it's new for our, our seniors and our, our our eldersmen as well. So it's tough to say that uh, when things get going or it's not going our way, you know, we throwing the white flag. It's they don't know how to get over the hump. They don't know we how don't to. Know another right, way. We, we got to get a stop. We got to get a good possession. We haven't had a bucket in five minutes. All right, what's the mismatch on the on the court? Those are the details I think that we're missing. And yeah, guys are playing a little bit harder and a little bit better, but the other team is going to do the same. The other team is going to punch back and push back. How you respond is is the the main thing that I like to see, and that's what I'm not seeing, a response. It's literally just uh we try again next game, but you know pretty soon it's not going to be a next game. So th- that's the difficult part for me to watch with these guys right now. Uh, Lighty, you took the words right out of my mouth. Just seeing a, seeing a freshman uh, saying that we need more dogs, um, that that pretty much shows like where our leadership is at at this point. You know, yeah. our freshman had to go through the media. I won't say he had to go through the media, but I, I felt like he was trying to light a fire under this team, knowing that we only got seven games left. And for a freshman to do that, to put himself on the line, because you know how this, this oh, day cool. and age with, with the generation, you can either be hated for saying something like that or you can be loved for saying something like that. And for me and the generation that we grew up in, I love I like it. Yeah, saying that. yeah. Because like he, as a freshman, to, to step step outside your boundaries and say what you said in the media. And he didn't say it in, in, a, in yeah. a nasty way. No, He's, you're right. Yeah, he, did, he went out of his way to say, I'm not going to call anybody out specifically. I'm not going to bring up specific moments. I don't want to put anybody on blast. But this is what I'm seeing. I agree. I thought he did it in a really respectful way and also really thoughtful way. Like, this is something that's weighing on him. And he wanted to put that out there. I was very impressed with how Felix handled that. I agree. I agree. I think Felix did it the right way. And I think that just shows that what our culture is going to look like in the next future, year. Yeah. You know, it's people calling for Holtman's job and, and wants him out of there. But you see the freshmen growing slowly but surely. Um, you know, of course, Bryce probably hit his little freshman wall right now. Um, you know, just how Bruce had one a month ago. But now look at Bruce. Now yeah. Bruce is turning the corner. So I just think our, our freshman guys, they get it. They, they I feel like they've been there before, but they just don't know how to win in the Big Ten. And I yeah. think this year it specifically is for us to learn how to be winners instead of losers. It's a tough way to learn, though. It's a real tough way to learn. <laughs> this is a tough one. But then we go to the next game in Michigan State. Like, it was, it was again – we came out firing a lot of threes. It was good defense. That that's been one thing I would say. Even though we're losing, you know, we're we're holding teams to sixty points and things like that. So it's a little bit of solid defense and stretches of togetherness. But again, we can't get a bucket for some reason. It was oh, it was bad. I think what was it? Seven turnovers or something like that to start the uh, game in the first nine minutes, and we scored. Uh, well, we hit the three at the end of the half. We scored 14 points in the first 14. half, bro, like this. 
it was just dismantling me to, to watch this game. It, it was so tough. Craft, what you say about it when you're a point guard, like I said, again, you're kind of the leader of the offense and we come out with 14 points for to start the game. I mean, yeah, I, we play in the Big Ten. Defense kind of reigns most games, right? But 14 is just not yeah, going to cut it. Like football you scores. Play, you can't play – you can play the best defense in the world, but if you're scoring 14 points, you, there's nothing you can do. And I think you touched on it earlier, you know, like if we need a bucket, um, I don't know what's our go-to, you know? Like every year like that I played, you kind of knew exactly where the ball was going to go if we needed a shot or you had a play that you kind of counted on. And for us, it doesn't feel like we have that. Like if we need an easy bu- easy basket, we don't have a go-to and every bucket is kind of hard to come by. We don't generate a ton of you know easy points. We don't get a lot of steals usually, yeah. so we're not scoring in transition. Some games we offensive rebound, like we, we can hit the glass, but we haven't been doing that well either. So everything's in the half court and our offense has really struggled. Um, all I could think about at halftime was reaching out to Adam about doing the research on what's the lowest amount of points Ohio State's ever had in a half because I feel like 14 had to be up there. Um, they got to be close for sure. So he got something for us. It, it was uh, last time Ohio State scored that few points in a half. They had nine in a game against Michigan State back in 1996. They had nine at halftime. First Michigan State. They went State. on and lost. Yeah, against Michigan State, oddly enough. And they went on and lost that game and also only scored 41 in that game, too. That, that, yeah. That's just crazy. <laughs> what do you say, man? What yeah, like say? we literally we shot, what, 19% or something <laughs> like that? It's hard to watch. At half? Like, yeah, in basketball, if you can't put the ball in the bucket, it doesn't matter what you do. You're, you're going to struggle and have a hard time out there. So, I mean, we had big fella Sully down low who we was going to feed no matter what. So, we was going to get a foul <laughs> or get a bucket. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's different for this team. I don't know. What, what you see out there, Sully? Uh, honestly, what I see is just, you know, when we get down, guys are trying to make the home run play. I he mean, wrote, he saw wrong. a couple of times. Yeah, yeah you, when we cut it to – I believe we cut it to five. And then they, they come down, hit it, hit it three, make it eight. All of a sudden, you start seeing Bryce going to his post ups, and then you know he's playing one on one. If you look at it, look at our stats, man. Against Michigan State, we had five assists, eleven turnovers. I mean, obviously the ball's not hopping the way it's supposed to. With all those great shooters, all those great slashers, and everything that we have, I just feel like the ball should be hopping around. It should just be hopping around and finding the high hand. And I, you gotta give Coach Izzo his credit, man. You you saw his scouting report every time Bryce went baseline. They sent that double Going. every single time on the second dribble. He used to do the same thing with me. On my second dribble, he always came with the trap. So, I mean, there's no, there's nothing that Izzo can't do when it comes to defensively, when it comes to the defense, but we just have to find a way to get that ball to hop. You know, there's there's a lot of times we have, you know, no pass, shot, um, no pass shots in transition. There's a lot of times where, you know, the ball just gets stuck in one area and we just try to force it up. I just think we just got to move the ball a little bit more. I don't know how to how to do that. I'm not in Coach Holtman's practices. I'm pretty sure he is having the ball hop around. But it seems like in ga- on game days when we get down and that white flag starts to raise, all of a sudden shots just get to firing. You know, it's one-on-one. It's like it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my yeah, turn. We're playing yeah. my turn basketball. Well, to, to craft to your point about, like, who is this team's go-to guy, I, I think that, 
that's been an issue all season. But the answer for a very long time was Bryce. And what we're seeing now, because he's really struggled Struggle, these yeah. last couple of games. And I think I th- it looks to me like he is he took a lot of shots before. These seem like different shots. These are not mm. in the flow of the offense. I'm getting a bunch of shots because other guys are tentative or not taking the ball and I need to go create something like these seem to be like he's forcing everything right now. He looks very much like it's just not in the flow of anything. And I know, you know we can joke they scored 41 points. What offensive flow did they have? But it doesn't seem like he's he's doing things. He's not getting shots where they want him to or when they want him to yeah. right now. I think he's like six for 23 from two in his last three games. Like that's – Yeah, that's not him. And what, what you're seeing is that they haven't – He's he's been the go-to guy all year, but when he's off – like who is mm-hmm. who else can do that? And that is just they don't, there does not really seem to be a defined con, uh, consistent answer there at all. Yeah. The one up you had him in total. He's in the last two games. He's four for twenty two. In the last two games, yeah. four for twenty two. And I just think that's that one is because everybody knows he's he's kind of our go to guy. He's a guy that can make tough shots. He's a shot taker, shot maker. And so the scouting report is heavily based on him. Not and the, sure. I think the other reason is we, I, you also see the production of Zed. It's increasing as far as like the rebounding and a little bit of the scoring, but he's not getting enough shots either. You know, against Northwestern, he took, I think, four or five shots. Against Michigan State, he only took five shots. And, you know, that might be a shoulder. They might not want to post him up as much. But before, Zed was our focal point. We get it down to Zed. Zed creates someone in in the paint. And then that, that just opens up everything else for everybody else. And I just think now Zed is kind of like on the back burner as we, we look towards Justice and Bryce to be our our scores. Uh, I think you're right. You know, Jared, you talk, like with Bryce, everyone on the team really, like when we do play one-on-one, we're just attacking the wrong moments. You know, like yeah. we attack when the defense is set, set. or watching. Yes. Like gaps are gaps are there. Like so we attack into space where there isn't there isn't anywhere to go. So and that's really hard. Like in college, you can sit in the paint and not move. And you when you play in the Big Ten, a lot of teams do that. Like, you know, that's what their defense is based on. So if you're not moving the ball, and you're then trying to attack without, you know, making the defense move. That's so difficult to do. Yeah. And then we're not making the extra pass here and there. It's not. It's not surprising that we're struggling because the ball is not moving, and guys are trying to play one on one when it's just it's just not likely. Yeah, uh, and when you, yeah, but when Kraft says that, that that's my thing as well. Like, yeah, we don't have a flow, we don't have a, a tempo or a pace, but it's like. We got to move bodies as well. Like you say, the defense is set. But it's like, all right, we throw it down to to justice on the, on the post, and then it's everybody's watching. What, what is he going to do? Of course, There's it's no going to be hard, especially in the uh, Big Ten with, with the defense set and everything, and as physical as it is. that that That's my whole thing. Guys get movement. You get better opportunities for the defense to mess up. And I don't think – we get enough of that or do enough of that. If we swing the ball, it's just like windshield wipers uh, around the outside of the perimeter and it's getting yeah. us nothing. And then it's like, okay, well, we got to force something up. We got to drive into two people and try to get a shot. And once our offense is playing this bad already and we're getting tougher shots, like this is not helping us at all. So it's just a tough one right now, man. I, I feel sorry for my guys, man. I feel bad. Like we haven't seen this from the Buckeyes and I don't know how long. 
So hopefully something can turn around. But we've been saying this literally week to week. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get into the scout report segment. We got two games coming up. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to touch a little bit about the newcomers coming in next year to try to shine a little light, some positive notes. But we got two road games. Another tough one versus Iowa, high-power offensive team. And we got Purdue, who's number three in the country, and just lost to Northwestern, which I don't know how, but they seem to find ways to win, but we can't, so that's frustrating for me. <laughs> but, Adam, on the road, these next two games, what we got going on? You know, the, I don't know, maybe there's something to be said for the possibility of – it seems like it's so negative in Columbus right now, and there's just so much, like, lack of energy that – maybe it's good for this team to just get out of Dodge and go play somewhere else where, you know, it, I mean, Carver Hawkeye is going to be loud. It's probably going to be packed. And, you know, what does that environment look like? I mean, you would think that a team that's lost 11 of 12, that's, that's going to be it for them. But maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. At, at this point, I think maybe if you're grasping for straws a little bit, but the opportunity to just like go be, be together free, somewhere yeah. else. Um, they're not, they're actually not coming home in between the games. Cause Iowa was a Thursday 9 PM game. And then, uh, Purdue is a Sunday 1 p.m. game. So rather than like get home on a Friday and get like no sleep and right. then have to travel on Saturday to play Sunday, they're they're like doing study table in Iowa City and then flying and then um, practicing in West Lafayette, I think on Friday, Saturday. Um, so I don't know, maybe the opportunity to like be together away from Columbus. Um, I don't know if that maybe allows you to work on a couple of things, brings out some camaraderie. But um, I don't know if you're looking for a spark, maybe that's. Maybe that helps provide it. I don't know. Take that social media away. <laughs> man, you ain't never lied about we, that. We ain't had those problems. It was new for us. I'm so glad I didn't yeah, have it when we, I was in school, did, bro. It's just, you know, to, to Adam's point, I think it, it would be good for the chemistry of, of the team, um, just being around each other. At the same time, if there's some negative energy around you, you can kind of confront that knowing that you're on the road and you got to be around that person for that long. Usually when you're in, the Col- in Columbus – you come to practice, you get your shots and up, you do whatever you do, and you go right back to your spot, and you don't have to be bothered if you don't want to. But now, you know, there's, they're going to have a schedule. Wake up, breakfast. Then you got study table. You got to be around the guys. And then all of a sudden there's practice. You got to be around the guys. And then you go back, lunch or whatever, you still got to be around the guys. And then dinner, you got to be around the guys. So <laughs> at the end of the day, Everything is going to be like this. It can, we can either come together or we can separate. And I just think this is going to be a perfect road trip to kind of either move us in the right direction. And I'm not speaking NCA or NIT. I'm speaking about next year. And this can move us in the right ne- direction next year. Or you can just separate and see what you know who's really about themselves. Hmm. You're right. Uh-huh. I'm going. I'm going on a limb, man. I. I don't think Iowa plays great defense. Obviously, they score the ball. Like you said, Dave, I think defensively, if we have any kind of strength, that's been probably the closest thing to what's been consistent for us. So, you know, I I think we can get this game at Iowa. I think getting out, getting away, I mean, for a while, we haven't really had anything to lose. But, I mean, seriously, what, what else do you have to, you know, you have no reason, all the pressure's off of us now. Yes, at Um, all, literally. you, You get get out of Columbus, go hang out and um, maybe find some fun. You know, I think team meeting, playing a team like, yeah, uh, I mean, I think team meetings no, are overrated. Team meeting out somewhere, not team meeting. Like, team uh, meeting. I see what you mean. Yeah. Let's go, let's go, go to go Magic to, Mountain or something. Let's go to Hyde yeah, Park. Yeah, exactly. Something. There you go. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think 
playing a team that's not super good defensively may kind of give you a little bit of a spark, a little bit of confidence um, to get get a couple guys going. Because I, honestly, I think that we just need something to fall our way. I think that would help. Um, I'm less confident going into West Lafayette because that place is wild and loud and that back clap. They on top of your neck. Everybody. That place is real. That place is real. I give them all the credit in the world. And they playing great Um, too right now. And they are playing, they are playing well. So, um, you know, I think this first one's this, this first one, I think we can get, and uh, I believe we can, and then we will, um, y'all can, y'all can go against me, but go bucks. Nah, I mean, Iowa is the worst scoring defense in the Big Ten. Seventy five point nine points per game allowed. Like, there's a there's a there's a script there. Show me. I'm, I'm with you. I'm kind of with you, Grab. I'm kind of with <laughs> you, Grab. I think Iowa. I I think Iowa. We can still we can still the one in Iowa. The Purdue one. That's that's just a little bit tough. Um, but this this be a game where we actually have Zed. You know, last time we played them, we had a chance. Um, Zed got hurt. And Felix, we watched Felix go against big fellas. So this time, we, we, yeah. So this time, I think we we have a chance um, against Purdue. I feel like that Purdue game kind of really started our Big Ten struggle. Yeah. Um, so I think we we had so much energy going up against them, knowing that they was number one, came into our our home, and uh, we had so much juice for that game. And it, I feel like that that's the one game. If I look back at at the uh, at the season. That's the one game I feel like sucked the juice out of us, and we lost. We lost our our sense of urgency. We lost our um, ability to bounce back. I think it, it was just an emotional toll on the team. And so I, I'm interested to see. Yeah, it, it was a lot of compounding factors into that one. But I, I, I'm interested to see like who who we become um, as we see our our season kind of slip away from postseason postseason play. Interesting to see who who's really about basketball, who really loves the game of basketball, mm. and you know, and we're gonna see who just plays basketball just for the the other things. I like that one for me. Like it has to mean something when you say that. Like yeah, NCAA is probably out of it now. Probably NIT is slipping away as well. So you know, what does this really mean to you? Like is is this just to play basketball? Like you, you got that Ohio State across your chest. You representing us right here as well, guys before us, and, and that's my whole thing for it. That's so difficult to to take in. It's just the standard this season was crazy low on, on what we're accepting and, and allowing uh, to see and what's happening. But I mean, it's give and take. It happens. It's just. The worst season in what since nineties or something like that, I believe. So, yeah, we were due for one. I know all these other schools are happy to beat up on us from from the wins and stuff that we racked up on them. So, <laughs> hopefully, we can get Purdue. But we 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 had that one. We literally gave it to them at, at our house. Yeah. But in West Lafayette, it's it's gonna be tough. But I'm gonna stay optimistic with y'all and say we get one out of two. But we'll we see. Don't, we don't want your fake. Support day. Hey, I'm as real as it gonna get. I'm just trying to throw some motivation out there somehow, some way. <laughs> but on a brighter note, let's talk about the the incoming class. We got one of the top rated uh, uh, recruiting classes. I think it's number five or number six right now, or something like that. Uh, with four guys coming in and a Columbus guy and Devin Royal that everyone's excited about. 
uh, I would say, Adam, what do you see about the newcomers coming in that can make an impact on, on next year's teams? I certainly just touched about looking to see who's going to be, you know, fighting to play for next year. Well, I really want to hear what Sully thinks of Devin because I think he's a bucket and I think he's a he's a big time get. Like they needed to land him. That would that would have been a huge recruiting loss if he had gone elsewhere. Uh, I think he's going to be in, really important for this team, especially if like Bryce isn't back next season. You know that really cracks open another pretty significant door. But you know the thing that that sticks out to me about this class um, is that um, Holtman has been pretty vocal about trying to have more what he calls two way guys. So you're not, you know, too slanted to one end of the court. And like Scotty Middleton is a two-way guy. Uh, Tayson Chapman is apparently a two-way guy, and he can handle the ball and he can shoot. Um, yeah. I don't, he hasn't had the best senior season. I don't, I don't know about, I don't know why, but he hasn't had a great senior year. So maybe you temper the expectations a little bit there. But like Austin Parks, like he's a big dude, and that, that gives him some immediate size. Like they say, oh, he can't coach size. Sure. But I mean, like they beat Michigan State and Indiana for him. And I've had a lot of people that are wondering why they brought in, you know, this just big, tall, stiff. But it's like, I don't think he's that. I don't <laughs> think they would have recruited him if they, they wouldn't be. They, they Michigan State and Indiana wouldn't have also been recruiting him if he wasn't a good player. So I think, yeah, he's going to be a little bit of a project. But like they they've got some two way players. They've got some scoring. They've got some size. I think if you realistically look at what this team could look like next year, like it's that's where. You 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 take your lumps this year, but you if you want to have reason to think it's going to get better, just start projecting what some of those pieces look like together next season, and it it could be a really talented. You team. See the growth, yeah. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a real versatile team. Um, if you look at uh, if you look at Devin Royal, he 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 is so similar to Justice. He's so similar to Justice. Can score inside, can score outside, but I will say he's he's more physical than Justice. He's, he's willing to bang down there. He's willing to post up. He's willing to, you know, drive and keep you on his hip and, and go up there and finish. I mean, he's he did it with grown men in, in open gym with us. Uh, he did it against grown men at, at the Kingdom Summer League. I mean, this guy can – Devin Roy can really play. He's a bucket. He can, He's an inside-outside scorer, and he can really – he plays with a motor that you just can't teach. It's just a constant motor, and he's willing to bully anybody that's in his way. It's almost like a Jay Sean Tatefield. You know, it's like it's almost like a Jay Sean Tate field with with more skill. skill I will say, say that. Yeah, yeah, and then you go to Parks. Parks reminds me of a Brian Zubek from Duke. You know, it's a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy that you know he looks stiff, but he can play. He has he had, he's a high IQ guy. He knows his spacing. He knows how to create his space. Uh, I think he's going to develop into a three point shooter when he gets to Ohio State as well. Uh, he has the intangibles to do that. And then you got Scotty that, you know, to me is just like a Bryce 2.0. You know, it's just they they you they come in with a similar skill set. They know how to score the ball. They know how to score the ball tremendously, man. And Scotty, he knows how to put the ball in the hole. And then you got Chapman that uh I mean, he's just like Bruce. I hate it's it's almost like every, this class coming uh, it's I coming back a long time ago. <laughs> this this class, this past class that came in this year, we have the same similarities with this class coming in next year, you know, and I just think all those guys, I think there's going to, they're going to complement each other because one, like Adam said, they're looking for two way players. And I think all four that's coming in next year are going to be big time two way players. You know, I, I feel like we were saying these same things 
we've got the start of this year. I felt like we, we you know, we had the pieces. We could complement them. Freshman class was really good. So I think the freshman class coming in is going to be great. But clearly that's not enough, right? So <laughs> that's real. for next year to, to go how we want it, for, for next year to go how we hope it to go and for it to improve and get better, it's really going to depend on who's going to who's going to be a leader next year for us because we're clearly not going to get through this year and have guys that like know how to win, but they're going to, we're going to have guys that know what it's like to lose and what that feels like and kind of what didn't go right. You know, we just talked about Felix earlier, what he saw was wrong. So who's going to take the lead on that and, and be the guy that the younger guys can look up to, uh, to prevent this kind of stuff from happening because as, poorly as this year's gone next year with the recruiting class coming in with being so highly ranked there's still going to be pressure on us to to perform you know so it's not like we're going to fly under the radar and kind of figure things out and go from there from the start ohio state is expected to to do well and play for championships so and that's that pressure is going to be there on the freshmen just like they were this year so who's going to be able to handle that as an upperclassman or a sophomore um, a guy like Bruce, who, you know, is kind of stepping into his own now. Um, who's going to be able to kind of right the ship and be the guy that they look to? Because that that's going to be needed. Uh, otherwise, you're asking a freshman to come in. And it's possible. You know, I think it's it's definitely possible. And we have a guy that did it right on the podcast and Jared that kind of came in and did his thing. But that's rare. Um, yeah. It's so that much better level. to have it. Exactly. You know, it's possible, but let, let's have an older guy kind of step up and be that guy. And I think that starts with the seven games we have left. Um, you know, like you guys, like we were talking about, who's who's here to play basketball? Who's here to you know get after it? Hmm. Ah, I would say so. I think. It, it, it has to be, and I would think the guys in the locker room agreeing with it would, would say the same. I mean, they're the ones that's going through the trenches. They're the, they're the ones that together every day. So, uh, I mean, him stepping up naturally has to show, you know, the, the progression is, is there. No one else wants to do it. So, uh, for him to be the point guard and him coming back next year, I think it's like you said, just getting a, a kickstart or, or getting them – ready for, for the position for next year. But I will say this as well. I think it's on us, too. We, we got to go down there and do our part. We got to go down there and put them through the trenches because I just remember, you know, my years going in, like I'm playing against Scooney Penn, George Reese, Michael Red. It's two courts. Golly, and that's tough. If you lose, you're off. You're sitting over there watching and – I think that's what made us so great. We were mm-hmm. so competitive in the summertime. Us working in the summer was made the game so much easier. So it's like they got these games going on, and then in the summertime, all the freshmen get in there. Yeah, we got to get down there too. So so lace up your shoes, Sully and Craft, and we're going to see what they're about. It's literally going to be that. We're going to know nah. who's fighters, yeah. who's going to crack under pressure, and who's ready for the moments type of thing. But – in all re- reality, it's making them better for the season coming up. And I think that's why we were so great. And, of course, we had Greg and those guys, too. So that, that kind of helped. <laughs> it do help. You had a, like, you had a unicorn. You also, yeah, you did have a unicorn. But also at the same time, it's like 
one thing about those guys that you brought up, uh, you know, Mike Red, G. Reese, uh, Scooney Penn, uh, my even Mike Conley because as he was in the, he was in the pros what four Sweet. years yeah they that, was coming back playing yeah, me right. and Kraft came yeah and one thing about I learned through those open gyms was they was teaching us the pro game yeah that's right yeah and, that's true and, and and as 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 the game went on or open gyms went on they used to pull us to the side hey maybe you need to do this now if I if I come off the pick and roll like this yeah, you yeah. do this and like we slowly learn the pro game at an accelerating rate. And then when we got with Coach Mata, he taught us the college game. We added the pro game with the college with it, game. That makes it, yeah. And that, and we we had the perfect blend of, you know, being pros and being college players. And we 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 carried that throughout the season. I think that's the big thing that um, people don't understand that what happened with our team was it was a lot of guys coming back and giving back. Yeah. Now yeah. giving back ain't always money. Giving back no, for dollars sure. to us. No, for sure. And that that was huge for us going into our seasons. No, nah, for sure. Yeah. Can I can I ask you guys one one question about that? Yeah. When you come back when you come back and play open gym, can you call me? And <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna come through. <laughs> I there's well, I mean, yeah, I, I love it. You can I, run yeah, with us. You can run with too, us. Spot <laughs> up in the corner. I just want to see it. I've all. I mean, I've gosh, I've written so many stories over the years about these open gyms. I've never been able to see one. Will you call me? I'd love to just sit in the corner, be a fly on the wall, and watch you guys all play. Sure. I won't even write anything. I just want to see it. All right. That's that's, that's pure. Fine. That's the pure basketball. The joy. The joy of basketball. But all right, we're gonna get into the word on campus. Uh, I mean. There's no words. It's crickets right now on campus. <laughs> it's when is football season starting. That's, that's the word on campus. Like you I said. wouldn't say that. So uh, I'm not there. So I, I, I don't know. This is just my thoughts and my opinions right now. But well, what's the word on campus? I would say I, I get a lot of text messages like Kraft was saying from, from family members and other friends like, like the, the games aren't even enjoyable to watch. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna watch those guys right now, type of thing. So, that's the word that I'm hearing. But what's some feedback that you guys getting about the team? I honestly am getting a lot of appreciation for when we were playing in school. No, we were playing. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> that is real. Yeah, um, I give you that one. <laughs> and honestly, it's happened. It's happened more and more in the hospital now. Actually, like even just today, um, one of the anesthesiologists was kind of. I hide because I'm in a mask and you don't really know, but then my name tag's there and then it just kind of, and we talk about basketball. <laughs> so um, mu- multiple days in a row now, I've had people come up and be like, man, I miss when you guys were in school. Um, Cause I think it, that's just kind of where we are. And I, and we are struggling so much and so many people, they want to support it. Right. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. they want to, they want to be at the game. They want to, they want to cheer us on. They want to see us do good things. Um, but they're hungry and they're thirsty and they're not being satisfied right now. And so those are the conversations I have. And I, you know, I try to stay positive and, and do these things, but you know, what can you do? Right. You know, I, I love my time. And I think for me, it's, it showed me how uncommon or just not normal our time in school was. Yeah. Like winning you know, I is hard. <laughs> I really, you know, especially after a freshman year, it felt like college basketball was, you just come and you play and you win. Um, and then even like my worst year, we were 25 and 10 
and we were still like we finished That's a great the year five. <laughs> you know what i mean like we were we ended up like 22nd or 23rd in the final ap poll and that felt like such a letdown um but now it's like it's making me appreciate like golly we we i got to play with some great players in at a great time under a great coach so um there's a silver lining for you uh you know i appreciate you guys a little more than i guess i i used to well word on word on the street or on campus campus i don't know high street (laughs) word on high street (laughs) is the word on high street man is honestly is the same same thing we've been saying is they keep calling for Holman's job. I don't know yeah. why. I, yeah, I, what I do really you guys want? Please, somebody tweet us, text us. I mean, something what, like what do y'all want? Right. You don't know. No, Dave, stop right now. You do not want them doing that. Speaking of someone who has to live on that <laughs> no, social media, this platform, is what we want. Br- you, bring us the smoke. We no, want all that. Smoke. You do not read my mentions. Let us know. Read my mentions. Let us know. No, what, you don't. What do you guys want? Like literally, you want hope. I, I don't what, get that's it. That's not going to change the players playing on the court like what, what do y'all want to thank do? you I, you know the thing that the thing that confuses me and sully not to cut you off i feel bad for doing that but the no, thing baby. that confuses the heck out of me is like i wrote a story about a kid who was on an unofficial visit this past weekend who got an offer and talked to me about how like you know one bad season doesn't impact my thoughts and i really believe in that coaching staff and they build great relationships and all this stuff so i write this story this is what he told me you know he could have said oh it's the worst thing ever. I don't I'm never going there. I would have written that story too, but he had all these positive things to say. And I tweet the link to the story and I have people replying to it, telling him we suck. Don't come here. <laughs> and these are fans. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing that I don't nah, understand. Yeah, that That's part, what I'm yeah. getting so much of right now is like people who are just, they are mad and they are angry and they just want to stay mad. And yeah. they want to argue you on every single point. And, and really haven't even been that invested, really, really. That that's the thing too. No, like, but, but they the just thing came that, around. The thing that, yeah, but the thing that makes me so mad about that is like you're telling a recruit to not come here, but you want Ohio State basketball to be do better. well. Make it make better. sense. Exactly. Yeah. Make exactly. it make sense. If exactly. anything, you want Ohio State basketball to be better, you should be encouraging everybody this player to come here to help us yeah. out, to be a better be a better basketball team. But like these guys are asking for Coach Holtman's job. As if Coach Holtman didn't take over a, a program that really was in flux, yeah. to be honest with you. We was in flux. And he turned that around and made us an NCAA tournament team, created Kata based Diop. I, I, Kata's going to hate that. I said that. He didn't create him, but he helped him. Oh, uh, cool. To be a Big Ten player of the year, we, we had, we had a, a group of guys that, you know, kind of was just thrown together and we made it to the NCAA. And then the next following year, NCAA next following year NCAA now granted do we have hiccups yeah we always have hiccups but for Holman to take over this job in the middle of what was it I think it was in June it was June yeah, yeah I had a three I had a three month old my my yeah it was um or I'm sorry not three month three week old Ooh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy yeah. but the thing but just put it put it in perspective like most coaches get hired in March and April so Holtman is going through his process with Butler at the time, preparing for his season at Butler. And June came. In June, I, I think I'll go to Ohio. And then June came, Ohio State called, and he turned the whole program around and made it and made it back to where you know it's respectable again. But people don't understand the hard work that he had to do to to get to this point. Of course, you're going to have bad seasons. Look at John Calipari. Like I don't think he won a, a first round NCAA game since I think it was 2019 or something like that. But you know, 
You don't hear them call for 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 John Kyle Perry in Kentucky. Oh, now but they you are. do. But you don't. Yeah, now, <laughs> now they, they are. But, but this is not first are. year. This is like four years yeah. for him. No, it's different. Exactly. So I I just don't understand what like what what's the what what can we get that's better out there in the coaching staff? That's my only thing. So let us know. Hit us up. Big Ten Beyond. We want all the smoke, Adam. We got your back. Don't worry about none of that, man. (laughs) So it's all right, though, man. We appreciate y'all stepping in and listening to us one more time. We got another podcast coming up. So make sure y'all keep on going. Keep on clicking. Keep on tweeting and adding and all that different stuff. And tell your friends and tell a friend and another friend and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll even throw a couple questions in on the podcast next week. So... Keep coming back with us. We appreciate y'all, man. Beyond the Big Ten. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.